Ricardo, thanks very much for joining us. Um, it would be good to get a sense, I suppose, from what the Oxford economics view is, particularly on the macro side, looking at Europe and interest rates. We see some some further slowdown in three happening uh, due to a variety of factors. We have monetary policy, which is tightening. Dig deeper a bit into, into that in a second. Uh, we have um, the dent of high inflation into real incomes of a, a household. So we have consumption, which will be less of a su- support to, to economic growth this year. And we'll also have dying out, uh, catch up effect from COVID times. So um, due to the combinations of the factors we see, uh, a sluggish 2023, especially due to two quarters uh, that are particularly weak, Q1 and Q2 at the beginning of the year. And then we'll see a normally gradual gradual recovery. Why this gradual recovery? Because of all of these channels and in particular, in particular uh, the monetary policy channel. Uh, because we are seeing sticking inflation and we are seeing positive growth surprises. So this will lead the European Central Bank to hike rates in March. And of course, that will uh, spill over to government bond yields and from that also into interest rates in, in the real economy. So both interest rates are faced by households and uh, by, by firms. So of course, we'll, we'll, this will take a toll on on growth, uh, especially by investment. And do you see that then an improving picture gradually over 2023 and particularly going into 2024, Ricardo? Yes, that's exactly the case. So uh, while we have all of these factors uh, combined, we'll uh, we'll take a toll on 2023 growth, we'll see a gradual recovery towards the end of the year. And we, we should see a healthier 2024. Uh, this is because uh, our economies have already adapted to this new situation of a high energy prices, reduced gas supply. Of course, there's a lot uh, of uncertainty around all of this because it all depends uh, on uh, geopolitical events. So they are very difficult to, to predict. But at the same time, we have an industrial sector that has already born the most brunt of, of his impact. So I would say that 2024 is, uh, is probably a better year uh, for industrial production in general, uh, because of course we have already borne the cost of that into to this new setting, but also because the uh, negative impact of tightening monetary policy will uh, gradually die out over 2024, because inflation pressures will uh, will fail, so the European Central Bank will likely pose uh, its um, um, rate hiking cycle. So this will uh, probably entail uh, a lower impact on, on, on growth in the economy. And we've obviously seen quite a big impact on uh, the real estate sector, especially from rising interest rates and financing costs. Um, do you expect that picture to to gradually improve? You know, particularly if we're looking there, you mentioned industrial growth, particularly if we're looking at sectors, you know, which have been booming previously, but are repricing like uh, logistics, for example. Yes. So um, we are seeing already interest rates for uh, both mortgages and uh, companies in general. So for company lending in general going up, because, of course, you tend to have 
a spread which is uh, applied onto government bond yields, which will at the same time uh, react to what policy rates uh, are. So of course we, we we think that interest rates will go up in the short in the short term. This will diminish with time, especially as uh, policy rates stay constant and then start going down uh, over the year of 2024. So uh, of course there'll be um, a lag because uh, rates tend to relax with a lag. But uh, going forward, we, we, we do expect normalisation of uh, interest rates also in the real economy. Great. Really interesting to catch up. Thanks for joining us, Ricardo. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.